Hi, I'm Denise Simpson, a master life and leadership coach who helps women step into their authentic and feminine power so they can lead like visionaries, influence with grace, and create a legacy of contribution and service. You'll hear about real leadership clients with real problems navigating their success in life, business, and career. If you're ready to become a masterful leader, then this podcast was made for you. So let's get started. Welcome, my friend. I'm so happy you're here. I have a really cool show for you today because there's something really, really interesting happening in my family right now. <laughs> so by the time this episode airs, my husband will be on the ground in Poland serving refugees. My husband spent over 32 years in the army, special forces, Green Beret, Ranger, all the things. Okay. I mean, seriously, all the things. And this is a human who is so humble in his wisdom, in his education, in in all of the accolades that he has received. This man will give you his shirt off his back. He's a true humanitarian and very, very brave. This is a man who made a decision and he and I had a five-minute conversation <laughs> uh, asking me if he could go into Poland and help the Ukrainian refugees right now. And five minutes is all it took. And I saw how important this was. And he is someone who is brave. He, he, he's not courageous. He's beyond courage, right? Courage is when you have fear and you go for it anyway. Bravery is now embedded at the unconscious level because of so many experiences that he has put himself through, where courage has now become solidified in his brain and it turned into bravery. So bravery is an automatic response. And a lot of those long-term soldiers, long-term lifetime military people like my husband, 32 plus years in the in the in the military, he is embedded with this neurology of bravery. And so five minutes later, <laughs> after some, some crying, a few tears, you know, he gets to work. He starts reaching out to every single one of his contacts in his, his network and, you know, got in contact with organizations and other, other um, people who are headed over there together to help these people in need. And it's so wonderful to see his resourcefulness in this way. He is a leader who in times of crisis, because his brain is so conditioned in this way, he is able to see solutions. He's able to pinpoint solutions to different problems, to multiple layers of problems. And so I couldn't help but put together an episode for us to talk about that. As us leaders, many of us women leaders, I'm not going to generalize all of us and put us all in a box, but what I have seen and what I have experienced in serving women leaders is this per perfectionistic tendency to do things right for many reasons. I mean, let's, let's think about 
all of the bias and the prejudice and the discrimination against women, the sexism, the misogyny, all of the things, and even racism. Of course, if you're a double minority like me, a female who's Mexican, <laughs> that's that's a double whammy. We are treated in a way, sometimes explicitly and sometimes implicitly, to hold our opinions, to hold our convictions back. We are conditioned to believe that we are not enough, that we are lucky to be in a leadership position. And that what got us to these positions was because the organization needed to meet a DEI effort, diversity, equity, and inclusion effort or quota. (laughs) And so here we are with all of these limiting beliefs, all these things holding us back, keeping us from being sovereign leaders. We are so wrapped around our own limiting beliefs that we can't see for ourselves that we deserve to be in these positions, that we're damn well good enough to be here representing our people. You know, this is one of the primary reasons why women have perfectionistic tendencies. Now let's look at perfectionism. Perfectionism, I believe, are a set of actions or behaviors that a leader takes. But what's driving those actions? It could be an emotion of fear, could be an emotion of scarcity, one of fraudulence, being an imposter, right? These could be the driving emotions that have us taking action in this perfectionistic way. Things have to be right. We have to look over this document a million times. You second guess what you've shared in a report. You second guess the directive you gave your employee. You start questioning, I should have said this, I should have said that, I should have stood up for myself. And all the other actions that you take so that you won't be found out, so that they won't question your judgment, so that they won't second guess whether you earned this spot. This is what is so interesting about our brains. We have created stories, very damaging stories around the limiting beliefs that we have. So we have a limiting belief that was anchored or created in some experience, a very interesting, probably a negative experience. And now it's part of your neurology. And so these are the thoughts you keep thinking about that have now cemented in your brain. Then the brain starts making up stories around these limiting beliefs. It will create stories to keep us safe and to protect us and to keep us in the cave It'll say things like, you know, you got this position because it was a fluke. You know that, right? Don't you see everybody else in this room? Wow, they're better than you. This must have been a fluke. But okay, you're here now. So you got to submit that report. Remember, you're a fluke. So in order to prove you're not a fluke, you're going to have to do some extra work. You're going to have to make sure that this document is perfect before you submit this to your CEO. The brain is going to do what it needs to do to keep you safe because of the beliefs that are driving the brain. You understand? This is big. The brain is conditioned to do whatever your beliefs are telling it to do. That's so fascinating. And it's so important to understand because this now gives you all of the control, (laughs) right? 
This gives us the control to change our beliefs so that when we are taking action from these new, improved, healthier, more powerful belief systems, the brain is going to do exactly what these beliefs are telling it to do. This is the best news ever because you can change a belief. You can disrupt the neurology. And that's what we're doing really basically in every single one of our episodes together, helping you disrupt neurology so that you can choose belief systems that are going to ultimately serve you. They're going to be empowering you to take action from very positive emotions like power, like authority, like confidence, and many other positive emotions. We have to remember that our emotions drive our actions. This is neurology, my friends. I'm not making this shit up. (laughs) This is the most simplistic way I can explain why we do anything. It's because of the emotions. We either are feeling at that moment or we take action because we think we're going to feel a different way at the end. Right? And so if you're taking action from an emotion of fear, because you don't want to be found out, because you think you're a fluke, because you need to be perfect in every single way so that you're not judged or questioned, right? The result you're creating is just cementing that in your neurology. Like, yep, see, I did it perfectly. And okay, I saved myself another day in this position, which just tells your brain that you run on fear and that you run on these negative emotions. And so we need to break the emotional habit of this. So it's important to take a close look at your actions, the actions that you're taking and the emotion that's driving the action. So we look at perfectionism as a set of behaviors, right? Well, let's now look at resourcefulness in the same way. So when you are resourceful, you're taking action or behavior from perhaps a place of abundance, expansion, of opportunity, of service. That's resourcefulness, my friends. You're taking action from these very empowering emotions. These actions and behaviors are going to produce a very positive result. And those actions may look like calling every single person on on your contact list or expanding your network a little further, or reaching out to someone that you've never spoken to, but know that they can help you in your effort. This is what action looks like when you're taking it from an energy of resourcefulness. So perfectionism versus resourcefulness, two very different results that we create, all because of the actions and behaviors we take from these very interesting sets of emotions. So to recap, if we're looking at perfectionistic tendencies, we're looking at emotions like fear, like scarcity, like fraudulence, like feeling like an imposter versus resourcefulness. When you're feeling abundant, expansion, opportunity, being in service to your people or to others, two very, very different sets of emotions that are creating different results. I mean, when you're resourceful, your brain is open to looking for solutions. It is ready to fine tune, to pinpoint, to target solutions to these problems. Whereas perfectionism, 
is very narrow in scope. It's driven by that heaviness, that negativity of fear, or whatever else toxic negative emotion that you're feeling. And the result is more of the same, more of fear, more of feeling like a fraud, more of the imposter syndrome. So two very different ways of leading. You can lead through the lens of opportunity, or you can lead through the lens of narrowness, of linear, of constraint. And so my plea to you is to take a closer look at your perfectionistic tendencies. Are you on that side of the spectrum or are you on the side of resourcefulness? Are you in between? And what is it that you need to change? What do you want to change, if anything? Do you want to be more resourceful in times of crisis, in times of chaos in the organization? Or do you want to stay linear and constrained in perfectionism? You know, something is so interesting about the vast differences between perfectionism and and resourcefulness is that I think perfectionism is such a selfish, self-centered way of looking at your role as a leader versus resourceful. You're looking at who you're serving. You're looking at opportunity to serve them at a higher level, to serve your people in the way they deserve to be served, to serve your organization by opening yourself up and your brain to solutions. So you see how one is very constrained inward versus one that's expansive and outward. So if you take anything away from this episode today, is that constraint versus expansion, self-centered versus service to others. So let me leave you with a very inspiring story out of Ukraine. There is a Ukrainian brewery owner who loved his business, loved creating beers for his patrons in this small community. And he realized that he needed to do something to support the Ukrainian people and helping them defend themselves. He was not part of the military, but he was very resolute in defending his country against the Russians. And what he decided to do was to gather his employees and all of the materials, all of the equipment that is used in his brewery to make Molotov cocktails. This is a firebomb. This is, you know, it's a homemade bomb, basically. And he is doing this assembly manufacturing line so that everybody in the surrounding community that he has served for so long and loves so much to come and gather their Molotov cocktails and take them back to their their residences and defend themselves if they need to, if the time comes where the Russians are knocking at their door. And I thought, my goodness, how resourceful is this human? He said, I can't do anything else for my country. I can't go and pick up a rifle. I can't go and defend in that way. But what I'm going to do is use all of these resources to help solve a problem for my people. 
the people that I love so much. And this is the energy and the spirit that I'm talking about, coming from a place of service, from expansion, from abundance, training your brain to look at solutions, not failures and how it's not going to work out. Remember, the brain is is usually negative in this way, but for good reason, it wants to protect you. And so this is your opportunity to condition your brain, to reset these beliefs, to create new ones so that you can therefore lead in a more impactful way. That's what leadership is about. It's about finding solutions to the problems that your people or your organization has. But how are you going to do that when you're stuck in perfectionistic tendencies? And if you want to change that, then we need to look at the beliefs that you currently have around perfectionism and start building new belief systems so that you can show up expansive, abundant, and ready to serve your people in a resourceful way. So choose wisely, dear leader, perfectionism or resourcefulness. You can't have both. (laughs) All right. Hey, head over to Instagram at Dr. Denise Simpson. DM me. Let me know about your resourcefulness as a leader. I want to get to know you. I want to hear how you show up as a leader and how I can support you. All right, my friend, I will check in with you next week. Have a great week. Take good care. Hey, before you go, I have a special gift to share with you. It is my exclusive guide on the 15 values of a masterful leader. That's right. These values are what drive every decision you make. They motivate every action you take as a leader. So don't leave this to chance. You got to know what 15 values masterful leaders use to develop their influence, inspire their followers and impact their organizations. So head over to my show notes, grab this exclusive guide ASAP. It'll be delivered in your email box as soon as possible. I'll see you inside. 